Hi, I'm Vinny. And I'm Ian. And this is The Greenwash. Okay. Hello, Vinny. Hello, Ian. Welcome to the second edition of The Greenwash. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Today we're we're going to be uh, reviewing Wells Fargo. The link for report will be in the comments section. Yeah. Uh, Wells Fargo is kind of an interesting case because they they went through a rough time a couple of years back, and uh, this is the first report post that incident where they're kind of yeah, you know, saying this is this is our way forward. Uh, and they, they do, as, as expected, a, a mediocre job of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say that that's, that's an accurate representation. Full disclosure, I am a Wells Fargo customer. I, as, as am I. Uh, and I've I, been meaning to switch just at this point, just to switch to a credit union because so many banks are just awful. It's, it's true. Credit unions are a lot more in touch with our customers and have a lot of potential benefits. Uh, so, yeah. And I, I didn't, I didn't sign up with Wells Fargo. They, they purchased your bank. They purchased my bank. Yeah. Um, and I didn't sign up with that bank. That bank purchased my bank. Right. So originally I think I was a fleet customer. I remember fleet, right? It's been, it's been some time. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I was a fleet customer and then Wachovia purchased fleet. Right. And then Wells Fargo purchased Wachovia. Yeah. That's, I ended up being a TD customer because I had commerce and commerce was amazing, but they're, they're long gone. Right. Uh, but yeah, consolidation in banking, it happens. Consolidation and everything. I, I imagine that we'll eventually get to consolidation as a topic. Yeah, that's that's not the focus of this report by any means. Uh, no, but um, so as I look at this report, so what what is your first impression of it? What's it's full of lies. <laughs> okay, <laughs> something like that. You're gonna have to specify a little. It's bit. a pack of lies, Vinny. <laughs> well, first. I read there, we pledge to make every community in which we live and do business better through our products and services, our culture and business practices, and our many forms of philanthropy. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really broad. Is that an actual mission statement? And are they living by it? That is not a mission statement. Like, that's they, just, they, they may be trying like, to make that a mission statement, but it, that's just PR. Yes. There's, they don't, they don't. They don't live by this at all. Yeah, you can oh. you can effectively skip that page. Oh, uh, we we apologize, by the way, since the LaGuardia Airport recently changed its flight path, and so now our recording locations are all sort of in the way. Yeah, so we we will endeavor to find someplace a little bit more quiet in the future. But for for this episode, uh, bear with us. Yeah, but um, so that that just seems very. This is generic marketing. Marketing-y. Um, and then the next page is, you know, by nurturing our customers, communities, and team members, we realize our commitment to satisfy our customers' financial needs and help them succeed financially. And then there's a picture of a dirty spade. Yeah. So so as, as someone who enjoys the English language and, you know, grammar, does this sentence actually say anything? Um... <laughs> 
so or is it, it too self-referential to... it's it's very compound and what they're really saying is by nurturing our customers um we help them succeed financially that's that's it so that, that's what they're saying we right. we help our customers get more money okay um so it, it's saying that but knowing the context from which this specific report came which is a bunch of scandal in 2016 yeah the entire report really reads like a half-assed apology yeah uh like there's it's it's if i had to sum up the tone of the report it's we're sorry we got caught please leave us alone yeah they don't really address it directly at any point which I think is a mistake. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, they, they did make apologies separately, but in this report, they don't say, this is what happened, this is why this is wrong, and no, this they, is what we've learned from it. Yeah, they, no, they talk around it. They talk lot. around it a lot. They talk about the new things that they're doing with the the heavy implication of this is why we're doing the new things. Yeah. What? So what, what got me, truly, was... Um, on the third page, like the first thing that's there, where there's 2017 corporate social responsibility performance highlights, and the first thing, $15 an hour. They've raised the minimum wage, like they did it. Like they're taking credit. Well, they're doing, not every state has moved up to the 15. So we're saying everywhere we're doing 15, <laughs> even though in certain, certain areas they're forced to, so they just kind of okay. brought everything else in line with that. That just struck me as a pretty low bar it, to clear. It is. They, they met what is coming to be the new standard before they were forced to meet the new standard, which is... Yeah, it's a, it's a very, you can't fire me, I quit thing. Yep. Like, you know, it's... It's like saying Nixon wasn't impeached. Yes. Like, okay, <laughs> but... Uh, on, on that same page, the thing that uh, strikes me is they talk about $286.5 million for supporting, supporting communities and their, yeah. their lift uh, homebuyers mm -hmm. uh, plan, which is a plan to get money to people to purchase homes that would not normally get it. And we talk about the 200, 286 million here. And then on two pages later, or a couple pages later, they talk about 2 billion. And they highlight this $2 billion several times throughout the report. Yeah. But that 2 billion is money that they are loaning and receiving interest on. And yeah, that's, that's, it, it, it seems not, not generous. You know, that, that was that, my first reaction. Yeah, the actual the actual contribution, and they're still making money off of this as long as people don't default on it, is two hundred eighty six point five. Like that's the the additional funding yeah, that we're adding. We're not adding a two billion in additional funding. Yeah, this is this isn't. Um, yeah, it's not additional funding. This isn't money that they've generously given. Yeah, this is money that changed hands through normal banking. Right. means like this is people who said we need a loan and they said we'll give you a loan yeah and they just counted that towards supporting communities in 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 the charge towards debt yeah <laughs> like we've totally not all that not all debt is a bad thing that's true but um, yeah the, the the 
they're playing some games with wording on it that just don't. A, a lot of it felt that way. Like, um, and regarding their pledge, one of the reasons that it screams bullshit to me is because 2016 just was scandals for days. Yeah. Like, and and, and then when what I found when I I looked it up just in in, in my my meager preparation for this, I was like Wells Fargo scandal. And I came to Yahoo Finance. Yeah. Um, which it's still Yahoo, but like they're for an overview, they're not disreputable. That's yeah, they, all right. They have some reputable views. And one of the things that they had was like, here's Wells Fargo scandals, the complete timeline. And I was like, how interesting. And I noticed it doesn't stop in 2016. There's shit that's still going on. Yeah. Uh, and one note on this, the CEO, because you know they, they always start with a CEO letter. Uh, the CEO was brought in from internal after the whole thing happened. And people looked at him sideways for coming from inside because governance was obviously right. an issue. And then in 2019, he, he was replaced. Right. Uh, after saying, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine, he finally realized that, no, I'm still connected to all of this and have to step away. Yeah, uh, but like February 2018, the Federal Reserve had to restrict their growth because uh, they were they were uh, engaged in too much consumer abuse and compliance breakdowns. Yeah. That's 2018. Yeah, which is when this report was issued. And then in May of 2018, was it their... Uh, Wall Street Journal said that they were altering business information without client knowledge. Yeah. Uh, like, so whatever, it's still happening. Well, also the, in May, they there's four hundred eighty million dollars to settle a securities fraud lawsuit. Like, well, any lawsuit is probably dating from actions previous to that that point, but it it still it doesn't doesn't really tell a great story. There was an uh, SEC fine for leading investors astray. Yeah, uh, I'm. Oh, what really what it comes comes down to is uh, so this is this is the first report after the major scandal and then they continue to have these other scandals as well yeah uh, and in this report which is around seventy five pages seventy six pages mm-hmm. uh, they dedicate six pages to governance <laughs> this was a governance issue this was yeah how do we behave within this company set with dictates from the top as to this is what is ethical behavior. Yeah. If you're following along, page 66, leadership and governance. Yeah. Uh, Six pages, really, you know, you take out the pages and it's closer to like four. They have 10 on environmental metrics. Mm -hmm. If you look at materiality, what is actually relevant to Wells Fargo as a business, which is more important, the governance and how they make decisions about your money or their environmental impact. I would, I would argue governance. They're not manufacturing. They don't have sure. smokestacks. Mm-hmm. They switched to hundred percent renewable energy through both purchasing and buying offsets. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think more businesses should do that. I think it's a great step forward. Oh, it's huge. But that's not the biggest issue that they could tackle. Right. There's also like it's on here uh, in that first page where their their performance highlights is you know, they've reduced their operational impact. They met a hundred percent of their electricity needs with renewable energy and stuff, which is great. It's awesome. I don't want to diminish that. 
No, I do want to diminish that. Like, it's great, but I'm going to diminish it. Because, like, that's just a function of being aware that you have to do it when you have as much money as Wells Fargo does. Because yeah. the, the only, once you know you need to do it, the only obstacle is cost. Yeah. And the related to that, in terms of cost being the obstacle, my other thought, looking at the first page of their highlights, which you know we'll come back to as we go through the report, is they talk about how much money went out to these positive things. And I'm curious what percentage of their profit that is. Like, how much is it? Like, yeah, what's what's the margin on that money? Is if, that's you know, are they saying like I gave a quarter to a homeless person? That's is it that ratio? You know, if you if you're making forty five thousand dollars a year, you're lower lower middle class, um, and you give a quarter to a homeless person, you're not putting that on your annual highlights. No. Uh, and I, I will pull up the their annual revenue in a moment. I don't see that in my notes, uh, but that you're failing me, Vinny. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, I only have three months to prepare for this. Uh, I mean, that, that's okay. I, I'm fully expecting to fail you. So. Uh, at least we're honest. That's <laughs> um, keeping in line with the, the narrative of our, our discussion on this podcast. We'll at least keep each other honest. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure. Um, and the, the minimum wage thing, it also made me wonder, like, if they're not maybe not as fully duplicitous as I thought. Well, I mean, but, the, you know. the the bigger question is what is CEO compensation versus the lowest paid employee? Sure, but like uh, a, th that's a that is that's a bigger question. But the nature of them them pointing out we've raised the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour when that's they were gonna have to do that. Yeah. Um, yes, that that was coming. Like that was that was coming, and now it's here. Yeah, and um, and if nothing else, to stay competitive with other banks. Yeah. But it, it made me it made me think like what else in here is not, you know not is not is quite honest not quite honest duplicitous uh, what other what other nefarious things are they trying to obfuscate what other obscure words can I use <laughs> oh let's see uh, the revenue for uh, Wells Fargo for 2018 was $101 billion. Now, that's, that's not profit, that's revenue. Right. Uh, but that, that home lending thing that they had, where they gave, you know, they brought in $236 million of their own funds and increased funding, mm -hmm. uh, that total program was $2 billion. So that's 2% of which really it's the point, yeah, oh three. Yeah. Uh, so let's, I want to change gears a little bit. Sure. Uh, because we do actually have some, some positive things that we've done. Uh, if you go to page. Yeah, you were saying that they, there, there is positive stuff in here. They just, they just buried it under this. Yeah. They finally talk about leveraging their skills to do something positive for people on page 42. It's a 76 page report. Like, I don't know why, why you wouldn't put that a lot further towards the front. Like they, they talk about, uh, well, who do you think this reports for? 
Well, I think that's a major problem is they don't know. I don't think they know who, who their audience is. Is it investors? Is it watchdogs? Is it uh, government regulators? I don't think they know who they're talking to. So they just kind of threw it together. But in, on page 42, they start talking about economic empowerment and economic inclusion. Mm -hmm. They know about how to manage money. They know how their consumers manage their money and good and bad behaviors and how to help people with that. They don't talk about the fact that they use these skills to help their, their customers and help communities until page 42. If you're talking about your commitment to being responsible within the communities that you're talking of working within on page one, as you said, in that very generic statement, yeah. Why are you not talking about the things that you actually are getting into the communities with? Yeah. On page 42. Yeah. And the, the other thing, like I, I, I casually mentioned, like they have the, the spade covered with dirt. There's, there's a design implication there. Like it's yeah. not a shovel. They're not implying that they're digging graves. It's, it's a gardening tool. The implication is that they're the kind of help that they're giving is the kind that will enable you to have a garden. Yeah. You'll have a place to use that spade. Uh, and then they just start talking about how they, they're environmentally sustainable. They've met their power needs with renewable energy. They have given money through normal banking practices, not actually donated anything. Yeah. Like, um, I, I missed any actual philanthropy in here. It might be in here. Okay, so I'm like I'm not even a huge on the philanthropy aspect. You right. know, if it's but you're just talking about like just engaging. Yeah, just engaging with the community, um, educating people on what to do with their money, uh, things things that they do and services they provide to their members. Right. That's not in here until page forty-two. Basically. Uh, you know, they, they have a tool, uh, they, they introduced it on page 43, Greenhouse. It's an app which is connected to two forms of accounts to allow people to create a, both a savings account and a checking account. Uh, it's meant for people who have multiple streams of income. Like if you're working at a store and driving Lyft, mm -hmm. you know, you have multiple cash flows coming in. It's a little bit less steady. It has protections and to keep you from overdrafting mm -hmm. and allows you to be much better about having metrics of where your money is and saving. Mm -hmm. That's a great tool. So that tool is only for Apple, which is tends to be a higher end phone. So the people that need this tool don't necessarily yeah. have access. Like they're, they have these efforts. But that, even, even still, I'm just going to point this out. So um, I do, you know, freelance copy editing, proofreading, mm -hmm. but also like graphic design and publishing in addition to teaching. Right. And I'm a Wells Fargo member. Why didn't I know about this until just now? Because apparently they, they <laughs> don't know how to communicate. Right. <laughs> like... I just have the regular Wells Fargo app. Didn't occur to me they would have another app that might be helpful to me. Yeah, this is this was specifically focused at uh, lower income individuals and at individuals who have multiple income streams 
to help them organize their finances better, which is fantastic. Their financial literacy is something that is not well taught in, in this country. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people could benefit from, from tools to help them with this. They developed a tool to help them do this and it's not publicized and the reviews on it are, are mediocre. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's very Sony of them actually where uh, so. historically Sony will, would, I don't remember the last time they did this, but historically Sony would come up with a new technology uh, or, or, you know, a new device that is great and then market it really badly and wonder why no one bought it. Mm. Um, if they had better marketing, I think we would still be using mini disc players. It's a great tech. It really is. Yeah. Um, but a, a better example is Sony invented the e-reader. Like, <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't have a Sony e-reader. Right. No one does. I threw mine out uh, a few months ago. It finally broke after 15, 20, 20 years. I don't know. Right. I had a long time. Not 20 years, but maybe 15 um, they made good stuff, yep. but they didn't tell anybody. <laughs> um, so th- this is like that. They've made this thing and assume that the thing existing is enough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, but so their, their communications and their, their marketing are, are, are a little misaligned with actually what they're doing. Uh, Another another cynical moment for me was uh, I, I read into their section on socially responsible investing or SRI. Oh, tell me about that. I the uh, instead of developing their own division, they bought a firm, which is not an uncommon thing. You know, as you said, your bank was bought out twice. Sure, uh, it happens. Nothing wrong with that. You were like, I mean, it happens with a lot of things. You know, Bill Gates did not invent Windows; he basically but, bought it. Yes, uh, but they tout how they increased the size of it by, by a percentage uh, that translated into three people out of the 258,000 people that work for the company. So if you're gonna, if, if you're only, if you're only, if you have 258,000 people around the world working mm-hmm. for the company and you're touting how much you're investing into social respo- socially responsible investing, Yeah, don't brag that you added three people. Don't brag that you added one thousandth of one percent of your total employees to that division. That is not something grandiose. Right. One thousandth of one percent. That's weird. Yeah. Why would you mention that? I don't know. It's they. I, I, I th- they don't talk about them handling a significant portion of the overall. I guess they money. were just being both literal and comprehensive. That's that's the main thing I got out of this report. Is if it could be interpreted favorably, from any perspective, it's in here. It's, it's written down, which is and, why it's seventy-eight pages. And all of the and, and and we get all of the data, not necessarily a comprehensive amount, because like like other CSRs, I think there's a link to like the full report yeah. somewhere else. But. Well, no, this this is the full report, but they they have they also have uh, an ESG guide, which is Environmental Social Governance Guide, mm-hmm. uh, 
a vision values goals uh, document, a code of ethics, a su uh, supplier code of conduct, a modern slavery act statement. What? Uh, so there, so in the UK, there was a governmental statement issued uh, denouncing modern slavery and look and company's responsibility in regards to that. So they have a statement on that statement. Uh, they uh, have a corporate governance not guide, uh, environmental social risk management framework. They have a ton of other reports. So in terms of what they define as corporate responsibility, that's all in this report. But there are so many other things that it would take months to read through all the documentation and try to build a coherent picture. This is supposed to be the place where all that becomes coherent and is distilled down to this is how we interact with the world and are not bad people when doing it. And they don't manage to do that in almost 80 pages. Yeah, well, like you were saying, they, they don't seem to know who their audience is. They don't know who they're talking to. They're just collecting all of the information and trying to make all of it seem as positive as possible. Uh, and, and because you have to switch your perspective to make a lot of it seem positive. Yeah. Um, and because some of it you don't. It's it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Like everything, a report like this needs to all come from one perspective or, uh, or point you towards one perspective. Yeah. If you, if you, if you have to shift, like it doesn't work. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's uh... just, just from a, just from a composition standpoint, like when you're, or it needs to be separated by chapters. It's like a novel. If, uh, if, if you, you shift point of view inside of a section, it doesn't work. It's, it's jarring confusing. and you lose it. Um, it's the same, it's the same here. If, uh, if they're like, well, you know, it, it grew by a thousandth of a percent. Like that's, that's still growth. Yes. From a certain point of view. Yeah. Um, is that the same point of view that I need to recognize that like, you're doing good things environmentally? No, I, now I have to think differently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they, I think they need to hire some writers or, or an editor or something, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, fail, yeah, failure to keep a coherent perspective uh, is, is evident because I don't know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if different departments wrote different sections or if it's one person wrote all of this and was gathering feedback from different people or how it was developed. Yeah, I but don't know. It's, it's not coherent. I will say that the the design is consistent. It's true. So you know, visually, it is consistent. When they when they gave it to their their design person, that all works. Yeah, lots um, lots of large images. Uh, yeah, but you know the the pages are broken out nicely. It's clearly designed to be printed. I bet people followed along with this as a in a presentation. Not a PowerPoint because it's eight and a half by eleven sized, but you know, it's, it's a it's a printed report. So, I'm curious. There is one one sentence where the language of it, uh, I, I wanted your perspective oh, on because uh, it 
Where, where is it? Page fifty-two. Page fifty-two. We'll we'll look at it together as we as we close on the the end of this episode. Yeah. Page Just, fifty-two. All right. So the the third column. Uh, Under team member volunteer program? No, no uh, that's page, their page 52, oh, their page not 52. the PDF. Not, okay. So, uh, so diverse, diverse community, community capital. capital, that first sentence, how would you read that? Let's see. Diverse businesses often lack access to the full spectrum of resources necessary for growth and success. That's it, yeah. Diverse businesses often lack access to the full spectrum of resources necessary for growth and success. Ah. How would you define diverse in that sentence? What does that mean? I don't. Um, I don't know. That's my first question. Because as a sentence, it it works. But they could just say businesses often lack access to the full spectrum of resources necessary for growth and success. So my assumption is that they mean many uh, businesses, all different types of business, all different types of like business. not not just not just food services or. Um, or, or art supply stores, or I don't know why are those the first two businesses that came to mind, or schools, or any kind of a business, like which which is weird because this is this area schools for a business that's depressing. This, this area is talking about uh, CDFIs, uh, community development finance institutions, uh, which are serving underserved communities. So it leads me to actually think that we're talking about uh, minority-owned businesses. Ah, but you would never get that from that sentence. You're right. That's probably what it is. Shame on you guys. <laughs> uh, uh, but, all right. I think we're about out of time. We on are. This. So, what, what's your your takeaway? Wells Fargo has a lot of growing up to do because this thing reads just like their teenager who who uh, got got caught doing a thing, and they're just sorry they got caught. They're not sorry they did it. <laughs> Uh, I, I will have to uh, echo that sentiment. And uh, yeah, they just didn't quite decide how are we addressing these things? 